Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone's a winner, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Sean Dice is back with a bang. It's Monday, 6th of February. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm David College. Happy Monday, everybody. Good to have you with us. Oh, my goodness. I do love a weekend. I don't know about you, boys. <laughs> There's another one coming soon, Jim. Yeah, they keep coming around. Don't, don't be Just so... You. Indeed, they do. Jim Campbell, I want to start with you. What do was you your know? highlight of the weekend? <laughs> my highlight of the weekend um, was, of course, the um, Patreon watch-along, which of we'll course. get on to, I'm sure. But separately from that, mm. um, there was a lovely moment in the Premier League where Victor Christensen made his debut for Leicester City. And at right. the end of the game, he hugged his mum. Oh, this is very, very wholesome. I do like that. that very is wholesome. sweet. If you could hug anyone's mum, Jim, who would it be? Um, probably my yeah, own, because I am a, a nice boy. <laughs> no, it was like someone else's. Yours. There you go. <laughs> we all want to hug Marcus's mum. <laughs> did you nearly say Sven's? I nearly said Sven's mum. Sven turned 75 yesterday. He did, as did Neymar. It's a big day for Patey Boy. Uh, Party Boys. Patey Boys? What's Patey happening boys. to me today? It's a Monday. <laughs> it is a Monday. I, I once went to a, you know, those cold readers who sort of talk to yeah. the dead and stuff. No. Uh, the psychics. Sorry, psychics, yeah. 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 They, um, cold readers. <laughs> he said, uh, he went to a woman in the crowd and went, uh, I'm, I'm seeing a, a mum. Uh, anyone here speak. had a mum? 
<laughs> and she went to he went to the oldest person he could see in the crowd. Went, I've uh, I, I'm 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 thinking I'm I'm getting in contact with a mum. And she went, Mum's still alive. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 80. <laughs> Something like that. Wow. Oh, shameless yeah, grifters. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> well, polite, politely put, really, Jim, yeah. in, in a way. Uh, David, uh, other than cold readers and hugging mums, uh, what was your highlight of the weekend? Yeah, I'm not doing wholesome. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that mad bastard Christian Romero. You love it, don't you? Uh, I love him. I love him. Yeah, I just love him. Yeah, um, you love uh, a, a, a shithouse, in yeah. particular an Argentinian one. And he's really, really stretching the limits. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got big Sergio Ramos vibes uh, coming about him. But yeah, yeah, so he's two tackles, uh, where he put in he, it was one of those where I want to let him know yeah. that I'm here yes. so he went he scythed through Haaland took the yellow <laughs> and every time um, the ball was potentially going to come to Haaland he, he was just looking about the whole the camera was panning him and he was looking about where's Rivero at and then obviously he got a red card later on for his uh, swipe on Grealish as well that was he outrageous a, to do that on a booking absolutely <laughs> outrageous but, but Spurs fans get this he got a standing ovation as well and I then love that. He, wow. it wasn't finished there he went yeah. on Instagram so I think he's posted four or five pictures in his carousel yep uh, two of them are the yellow card decisions. One of them is when he's walking off. Mm. He, he's just brilliant. He just does not give you a shit. I love him. Apparently before the game, he admitted that he's been watching the World Cup final every day. He's probably he- hearing every it in his like, head all the time. Oi, there we are again. <laughs> Oi, look, they think they're going to win this. They're coming back. Nope. <laughs> I want him to Super. enter the end of the field of play through like a plate glass. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm ready. Be, he'd be up for that. I think. He's, he's more like yeah. Triple H with a sledgehammer. I yes. Think. Yeah. Is that what you? So you know, it's Spurs. Is it? Tries not to hit someone with it. He's not doing that all the time. You know all that nonsense when they would be like, oh, if you pay like you know three million pounds, you can get a ticket for the match and see the players in the tunnel as they walk out. Yeah. yeah. And it was that glass thing. I think they may have that at Spurs. Yes. He should just come through that. Yes. <laughs> That'd be worth three million quid or whatever it is. Awesome craft deal. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but he gets a point which fills up from the bottom he does yeah there we are you see it all makes sense in the end Peter you're hard at the weekend I love you Marcus it's not even football related it kind of is because the injury was caused at football but it was you giving me a massage about five minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) well no that's not on the weekend it's very much Monday morning the gates have shut but I do appreciate that yeah okay that's all I've got then I enjoyed the uh, West Ham player yeah. who scored for West Ham mm-hmm. scoring because uh, my father-in-law is a big fan of his, but he just mm. it, it just doesn't look like it's happening for him in, uh, in England. So uh, and also all this kind of recent all this recent success on the field for Newcastle, it's you're getting a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. We need we need. I'm glad West Ham got a point because I don't want them to yeah. go down really. We, we need to drop two points at home <laughs> just to get back into what this club is all about. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, my heart of the weekend was Kaylor Navas for Nottingham Forest <laughs> absolutely like rolling back the years he's 36 now mm. but I love the fact that I mean this is the, the... why are they playing 36 year olds that squad yeah <laughs> Dean Henderson's angry uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's just like chucking a, a you know what's it a three time Champions League winner it's the pull of the Premier League like Caelan yeah. Havers had you even heard of Nottingham Forest and that is no disrespect to Nottingham no. Forest because they've not been in the Premier League for so long no. turns up a packed house 
And I think a player like that, I wonder what he thinks, because he's played for obviously Real Madrid PSG in, in, in European competition. Turns out he's like, this is bloody brilliant. I never thought I'd get to play with John Joe Shelby. <laughs> and right at the desk, <laughs> I've snuck it into my career. Indeed, but Forrest, they're on the march, aren't they? They are. They literally were stamping on Jesse Marsh. <laughs> uh, and Brennan Johnson, mate, what a goal. So they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're going places, Peter. They are. You're, 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 you're Jesse Marsh has gone places as well. Uh, not where he wants to go. <laughs> no, uh, you, Oh, I see. No. You've got the inside track of you. Yeah. Yeah. cover all bases just before he, he does get sacked after we finish <laughs> recording um, he's still in the job at the time of recording of course everybody Jim's Pete's and, and my highlight of the weekend was the Patreon watch along uh, with some of you good Patreon people it was a lovely old time we were in a pub in central London we witnessed of course uh, Spurs beat Manchester City which we will come on to uh, in, in a short time but Jim wasn't it, wasn't it lovely again it was breaking Beer with our Patreon beer with, yeah. with, with our lovely Patreon um, <laughs> subscribers. Yeah, thank you to everyone who came along and, and made it so fun and uh, just just nice, wasn't it? It's just a, a lovely time was had by all. Spotted spells. You had a bit of Kalua and um, uh, yeah. Bailey's baby Guinness. Yeah, I did have a baby Guinness. Yeah, you made everyone sing a round of Happy Birthday for Sven. I did. Yeah, yeah. you can find that on my Twitter page. Uh, just follow me at Marcus Spell. <laughs> um, it was lovely. Uh, do, do you know it's what? Really what what is great going to to, to these, these these Patreon meets and so on is is you, everyone is bloody lovely. You have a good time and you learn interesting. I learned that Pocahontas, who I always thought was fictional, <laughs> did you? Well, I didn't. I didn't really think, Peter. I've okay, not seen it. Think, right. Buried in Gravesend. Mm. Oh, really? Also, <laughs> that's, a that's, relative of Edward Norton, which was recently discovered. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. King Edward Norton. King right. Edward Norton. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, there we are, everybody. Right. Let us oh. move on to. Uh, yeah. Thank you once again, Patreon people. We, we we love you dearly. Let us move on to the outstanding result of the weekend in the Premier League. Everton won. Arsenal nil, the Sean Dyche effect. Jim, you said on Friday that you were concerned about this game mm-hmm. because of Sean Dyche arriving, and I nearly sort of stopped you in your tracks, but I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I mean, Goodison's actually been a bogey ground for us. We've not won there since 2017, and that's frustrating because Goodison's really a bogey ground for Everton, mm. and you feel like it's <laughs> something you should be able to overcome. But a Dwight McNeil corner yep. onto James Tarkovsky's head <laughs> is just like, it is the most dice thing yeah. possible in circumstances, and it's and, and frustrating you, how predictable it was. You could have and would have written it. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's stunning stuff, David. I mean, you talked about Dice going there, and actually some of the players would fit his style potentially and I, you, Calvert-Lewin who on another day might have scored and so on and so forth but it was Jim's right you know you look at that performance you look at the, the goal and whatnot it's exactly what they need yeah it emphasised my point and I think there was a lot of players already there who were ready made for Daesh you look at that midfield they were they were, fa- they were fantastic they were exactly what mm. Daesh wants there was a lot of grit in that midfield and then like I said they, they kept compact they were organised mm-hmm. of course they let Arsenal know they were there there were some meaty challenges it was very mm-hmm. physical as Arsenal probably is expected um, it was exactly what you'd want. For, and I think it was a new manager bounce, but I think that's maybe simplifying it. I think mm. there's a lot more to this. I just really do think he's ideal in terms of the confidence that he's going to give them. The scenes as well. I mean, yep. if you, I think the camera was panning around Everton Stadium. People were hugging each other. There was big smiles on their faces. You can already yeah. see there's just a massive yeah. lift there because that place has been toxic. Yes, mm. it has been. But Dyche is, again, the figure he cuts and what he was saying and, and, and so on. You just think, there's a guy who knows what he's about Knows the league, da di da di da. Yeah, and so and of course I know we can be a little bit sort of well sneery or sort of you know have a little joke at his expense, and we will do that. Yeah, but oh, there's loads of stereotypes about Dice. When well, people do know? impressions of him, they do a Northern accent. He's from Kettering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're guilty of that. We are guilty of that. 
<laughs> I was I was told by um, uh, one of our patrons that they once uh, saw Sean Dyche and his family in in a Hooters in Nottingham. Yes. Oh, that, was that's brilliant! That Hooters. <laughs> uh, I love, uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> any time anyone brings up Nottingham, I always say the Hooters. The Fantastic. Apparently, there's going to be another one in Liverpool. Is that right? Really? So, so now Nottingham won't be the only place in the UK that has oh, right. and, and Dice King should remain, be more. You know, King <laughs> King King. Hang on, David. If I, if I, if I, uh, do I want to ask David more about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, go on then. Why is it so good? The wings, the wings? are excellent. Oh, yeah, okay. the wings are brilliant. Right, okay. And the service go. is fantastic there as well. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, right. apparently Daesh was, was a lovely man by all, yeah. by uh, this account. I say by all accounts, very much by that account. Um, but he's but he's having an effect. Um, and uh, Amadou Anana, who's uh, doing good stuff at Everton, Daesh is very complimentary about his performance. Although he he wants to, him to become a little bit more like a nasty boy, a little more yeah. of yeah, yeah, one of his Burnley boys. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll get the extra like you know level out of him as well. well. Quite possibly, yeah. he, he was fantastic. He's been brilliant. Uh, by the way, I want to say about Anana. Throughout all of this Everton suffering, Anana has been very, very good. He has, and then his performance went up a level here. Yeah. Yeah. He really had it about him, um, and I think he's good. I think Dyche is going to. I wonder if Dyche has had a player as, as good as him, as, as technically as gifted well, as he that, is. That's a, that's a fair point, actually. I mean, he, he, Anana was filmed on Everton's Twitter walking down the tunnel saying, I'm fucking going nowhere. He, I mean, he really is. Yeah. Ever since the window shut, uh, he's really emphasised the fact he's going nowhere. Yeah. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but... It, it, and it's, uh, like, you can't go anywhere now. Yeah, I know yeah, you mean. exactly. Yeah. But, but I think that's the kind of thing that the fans want to hear. Yeah. He, so. he was brilliant. I mean, mm. he's, you know, he's, he's six foot four. He's incredibly... Um, incredibly sort of technical for such a kind of destructive player as well and I, I, th- I think you know it's you a re- stopped yourself really saying good... good touch for a big boy I there, absolutely did not no <laughs> uh, although I essentially did say that in a, in a different wording um, but I, I think this is a really for Dyche actually this is a really good sense of timing everyone's talking about what, what Everton need from him but actually from in terms of his career mm-hmm. it's actually I mean Everton are a really big club this is a chance for him to to really sort of kick on a level and mm. the new manager bounce idea often comes from players trying to prove to their manager that they've got something this is different from that this is his methods being applied mm. immediately yep. and effectively and you know this is this, this is the blueprint of how they're going to play for their well, really their entire time under him I'm sure he's going to tweak it here and there but yeah. it was a really impressive display they were so so good in the press as well and it's, it's not like Arsenal haven't dealt with that before you know yeah. they, are, they are built to 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 deal with that sort of game but they, Everton should have won by more goals they should have done yeah I mean look when, when you talk about Dyche and the style of play and so on this is exactly what Everton need we saw this with Allardyce uh, however many seasons ago it was the thing for, for Everton is you, you know, people might say oh Dyche you know, he's, he's not going to get you you know hugely uh, you know in the lofty positions of the league and, and, and so on and so forth that's not what they need they need to survive they need to stay in the Premier League it's the here and now and I know Everton have it's often been about the here and now and it, all this kind of stuff but that that is the job right now of course um, if Dyche keeps them up into next season, you know that's when these kind of conversations, you know, start to develop a bit more. Um, uh, but but you know, he looks like he's got the bit between the teeth already. Um, and uh, you know, as you said, David, you know, it's changed the atmosphere uh, in in the stadium, and and they've got a great result. Uh, Mikel Arteta speaking on the radio after the game, <laughs> he uh, a Freudian slip. Credit to Burnley. 
They play, I think, a really good game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Burnley are playing really good games this season, you know, in the Championship, but uh, but you know what he means. But with, with regards to Burnley and Dyche, because we've not seen Dyche, really, for such a long time elsewhere. We think of him as, as, as Mr. Burnley, of course. But he then does go and say about Anana. Um, I told him I would get former Burnley player Stephen DeFore to speak with him yeah. because he wants, he, he wants him to learn the ugly side of the game. And he said, uh, he will rub off on Anana, and if he doesn't, I'll rub off on him. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Motivate your players by threatening them. It is also, Maybe you'll take him to Hooters. I don't know. <laughs> also worth mentioning with Mikel Arteta's Freudian slip, right? It sounds yeah. quite disrespectful to Everton, but like, he was Everton's captain for yeah, a long I, I, time. I, 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 that's how much Dutch gets in your head. <laughs> oh dear. But I mean, he's... He, so Arteta, yes, of course, he spent many years at Everton. Um, he also spent uh, time uh, with Pep Guardiola, of course, and speaking of rubbing off, you know, that is happening to him with regards to Pep. He said after the match, I want the team to know how much I love them. I mean, that is straight out yeah, of the Pep book, yeah. isn't it? I love them much more now than three hours ago, a week ago, a month ago, three months ago. You love them now than in the past. Mm. Uh, this journey is going to be difficult. There's going to be big stones in the middle and we have to overcome that. Is the, is the top of the Premier League just going to be... Do- Dominated by absolute weirdos. But the whole <laughs> league is. Like, like Daesh is the <laughs> only one that isn't six, a yeah. massive weirdo. I just, I, I think this is, I, I, all I'm saying is Enrique Inglés is going to write a song about this uh, title run. <laughs> I think, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a real loving, but I mean, intense weirdos. Yeah. But what about the Arsenal side of this, Jim? Because are you concerned because. It was a very flat performance from us. It was a flat performance. I mean, I've been saying all season there are going to be periods like this that happen. There are going to be setbacks. I think we're we're kind of trained to think that, like, you know, getting close to a hundred points is normal for a for a champion, and I don't think it is. Like, there's every season, title winning teams have games like this happen. Um, So. If Arsenal want to keep up their yes. attempt at becoming a title-winning team, uh-huh. what is important now is how they react to this. Yes. Brentford at home up next. Brentford are in good form, so that's going to be a yeah. tough game. They need to sort of realign themselves and move on from this. Last season, yep. when they lost the game, yep. they would then go and lose two more. Uh-huh. And obviously, they're on a run of two defeats, if you count the FA Cup as well, which obviously do, because that mm. is a game. Um, so yeah, You're right. I think at this stage of the season, if you say Arsenal, you will win 16 out of 20 games. And you only have two losses. One of them will be Sean Dyche's Everton. You think, well, you bite yeah. your hand off for that, you know. Absolutely. So, it, but Jim's right, though, Dave, isn't he? It's how you respond to this. I think it's why. I mean, I know you're saying about Arteta's interview being a bit strange, but I mm-hmm. think that's why he did it. <clears throat> yeah. It was focused completely on mm-hmm. positivity, and it links to what you've just said there. It's next game, is yeah, it? Yeah, he's wanting them to avoid previous slips, previous yes. mistakes. Yes. He's wanting them to change the mentality, and this yeah, is all yeah. about part part of changing the identity of mm. Arsenal. And this is one of those respond yeah. to setback in a positive manner. And I yep. think that's where he was getting at. It was very much protecting his boys. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we're saying about um, Guardiola. I thought it was a bit Mourinho. It was like these are my boys. These are my okay. boys. You know, this is my. You know, so that's well. What well I, if you if you if you're challenging both of those guys, then you might be onto something. But. Uh, yeah, I, I totally take that point. I mean, it's play the ball where it lies. It's like, well, let's not worry mm-hmm. about how we got here. Right, th- th- there we are. But my my concern then would be, or not a concern, my intrigue. If after this defeat, he's then talking about, I love these boys, I love them. If they were to lose again, he got up the ante. Do you love them more or less? Is he just going to go around them these in the tricks ch- today? No, no, no. <laughs> I think he's is he going to go around the dressing room after the game and just start kissing them all? You know, where does this go? Yeah, I have different concerns. Okay. But, um... <laughs> Yours are noted. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs>
on the record. <laughs> well, uh, in uh, the other game uh, involving uh, a North London side in the Premier League, it was a good result for Arsenal. Yeah, Spurs a, won a neighbourly victory. <laughs> such a neighbourly performance from Spurs. I can't believe Hot it. Tottenham Hotspur helping Arsenal out with a 1-0 victory against Manchester City. There was uh, one or two Spurs fans or Spurs sympathisers at the Patreon watch-along and they were suggesting that they might rather Man City win because they don't want Arsenal to win the league. It was Arsenal, a confusing of course, game for me as well. Arsenal was supporting uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. It all got a bit messed up, Pete Donaldson, did it not? <laughs> it did. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, know, I like this confusing uh, new Premier League. Well, you're you're all about this, you know, because sometimes you want Newcastle to concede goals. Yeah, exactly. You, know? yeah, and you, you never know where I'm going to stand on things. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you on your toes, yeah, and everybody else. Well, yeah, of course, Manchester City lost uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium once again. They've never won or even scored there. That is an incredible yeah. stat. It really is. And it They've scored as many goals as I have there, David. It <laughs> looked like they could have played a couple of hours and wouldn't have scored as well. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were nowhere near. They, they were, <laughs> Cristiano they... Ramiro would have been on about nine cards. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, do you think it, it's... Do you think it's the long journey down to London that puts them off? <laughs> because Pep Guardiola said uh, before the game, or, or I forget when, um, during the, in the he said in the vicinity of this match, he said, uh, coming to London is like going to Northern Europe. It is four hours, 20 minutes, four hours and a half to get to a hotel. It's so exhausting coming to London. Yeah, Manchester to Piccadilly to Euston is two hours 15 on the train. We yes. check that. Yes. I mean, I know you've got a commute either side, but well, I don't it? think this it's... is why they lost. <laughs> no, it's a lot of shite. It you've is a lot of shite. You've been preparing all week in training. <laughs> so you've been preparing all week and he's going to, out of the whole week, he's going to yeah. take four hours and say, oh, that's what's absolutely messed up this morning. <laughs> it's absolute garbage. You are fuming about that. Yeah, yeah, because it's just such a ridiculous, like, loose comment to make. You know, I know. When you've, had, when you've been preparing all week, it's just... <sighs> Did it take the... What, is, what, is he is not apologising to the supporters for the... The distance they've had to travel. Oh, no. right, did Definitely he put... not. He doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did he put them on the easy bus or something? You know that bus. Is does it he easy... get how big Germany is? Yeah, right. Spain even. <laughs> Spain. Yeah. England is a tiny little country. Tiny little lad. What is yeah. the problem? Quite well connected to the yeah. major cities on the train. Very expensive. Well, that is maybe that's why they didn't do it. They, yeah. We know they lack money. Cancelling all the returns. <laughs> you have to buy two singles these yeah, days. Yeah. 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 Didn't the um, <laughs> the high speed two rail network? Twitter feed like yep. tweet them. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame isn't it yeah. we, we, we're working away the age we live in where a train will take the piss out of you <laughs> anyone will these days fast food company yeah. <laughs> spec savers just so, anyone yeah, will have a, go, have a dig that's true if you open yourselves up to it um, of course the game will be remembered for Harry Kane scoring he overtook Jimmy Greaves to become Spurs all time Record scorer with 267 goals. I, there, there seems a little bit of confusion about how many goals Greaves got for Spurs. Blah blah blah. blah. But it's but it's that the, the the fireworks have been lit off. He has got the record now, 267. It's absolutely incredible. Kane said it's a magical moment. I was so desperate to do it with a win, and that is true because if they're like four 0 down and he gets the last goal, yeah. you can't really look happy, can you? Mm. I, I wonder how long it took for Greaves to get on the telly after he finished playing. Right. It was like 10 years before he started doing Saints and Greavesy. So oh, I just yeah. want to see Kane's and Sons. Kane and Sons. <laughs> it wouldn't be Kane yeah. and Shrevesy. Kane yeah. and Shrevesy. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Son, uh, son didn't he say um, that uh, he, he fancied him to go and uh, beat Alan Shearer's record? Yeah. Which, you know. I saw in that match, though, there was a lot of times where he was kind of like unmarked and he was about to just let an absolute howitzer off in mm. the box. And instead of like, whacking it top right I don't know what it. he was just mm. he was just going for like 
almost getting a defender to deflect it in. He was doing yeah. like right, really yeah. low, hard shots. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll share it with him. Absolutely rifled it. Yeah, well, you don't want a fancy southerner with a reference. No, but maybe yeah. the stats say that if you if you whip it in <laughs> really quick, it'll knock it. <laughs> <laughs> if you whip it in really quick, it'll uh, it'll uh-huh. go in. I don't know what they, what they, I mean. They must have sort of done some studies on that. That <laughs> absolutely hammering it as hard as you can at the keeper, probably not the way to go. Do you remember when Maradona went to watch Spurs play? Um, oh yeah, and he was clearly yeah, well, clearly didn't, in didn't the past. But I was about to say, you know what he likes now? Yeah. Floating around, you maybe. Might be here. <laughs> um, he was always floating around. Let's be honest. Um, and he was there speaking to Kane, and he yeah. was telling Kane to shoot across the goalkeeper. Yes, and yeah, it was just—it yeah, yeah. was just brilliant. Like I love the fact that you've got arguably the greatest player of all time. You've got the guy who's on for becoming one of Spurs' greatest. The guy who's got the greatest agent of all time. Indeed, yeah. yes, yes, yes. They've got a lot in common. Um, and they're still having like a really basic football <laughs> conversation that I would have with one of my mates. Or something. You know, it's, it's absolutely wonderful stuff. Yeah. But uh, but they got a, you know it was a, it was an important win. And and Kane apparently received a phone call from Antonio Conte uh, after uh, the game, which was which was nice. It was like a video call, wasn't it? I yeah. just imagine him sort of sawing himself up, <laughs> pouring rye whiskey on it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Head on. Yeah, exactly. You should have had two. <laughs> should have had shoot, two. shoot across the goalkeeper. Um, but it's 200th Premier League goal. Only Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney have hit that milestone. Um, Kane did it in two fewer games than Alan Shearer. 304 games, which was impressive. Uh, and as I said a, a moment ago, Sun backed him to break Shearer's uh, Premier League scoring record. He probably will if he can stay fit, to be fair. Yeah. Shearer yeah. had a lot of time out. Mm. I mean, there's been. And that's why he's still better. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Peter. Is I mean, is Harry Kane just a one record wonder? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he, he's done it in fewer games, Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but uh, but Kane has been slightly criticised about not scoring in some of the bigger games and having sort of big moments. Now I know this is a league game, so it won't be classified as a big moment. But fewer bigger than Manchester City. I think even beyond that as well, people question his ambition, don't they? Mm. Like they, they say, why is he staying around at Spurs? Why well, is he It's his brother's fault. That's why. It's his brother's ambition. So there is, I think this this debate's always going to, you know, stick around him. Shearer had it as well, didn't he? You know, Shearer didn't leave Newcastle. They said, like, mm-hmm. you know, is he just happy mm-hmm. just doing that? Why is he not challenged himself? Why is he not push himself? So Kane's going to get exactly the same sort of thing as well. And mm-hmm. you know, it depends what you value more. Um, having this goal scoring record. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, there's also, I mean. What you think? I wonder how many goals you give up for a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup. Yeah, I love how you said a Carabao Cup. Yeah, but even but or a Spanish league title if he was wanted to go to say Real Madrid or something or Andy. I think it was Andy mm. talking about with, with with Bayern and so on. But mm. we, we shall see. But let's let him enjoy this moment. But it was a great win for Spurs though. Uh, you know, and, and Spurs themselves. I mean, they they are challenging for for top four. Of course, they're just one point behind Newcastle United, who as we said dropped points. Uh, they played a game in hand, but I mean they need to you know keep it up because you know Brighton are chomping at the bit to try and, and get that fifth space space. And even could even be better. I don't want to derail the chat here. Um, but what about Man City themselves? An underwhelming performance. Um, Jamie Carragher suggested that Erling Haaland might have joined the wrong side. Gary Neville saying, well, this is all a bit strange and so on. Is this, a, is, is this a touch harsh, bearing in mind what Manchester City have done over the last five or whatever years it's been under Pep Guardiola? You know, they are still second. Um, or, or do you think that it's just beginning to kind of, you know, maybe a bit of, I don't know, 
I don't want to say inertia, but but it, it's just not quite clicking at the moment for them. No, I think they've had. I think Haaland is an issue. Look, mm. he's not a problem. He's just an issue. He's yeah. something that they have to figure out. They have yeah. to solve. Um, and they're at the moment unrecognizable from what they once were. Yeah. They are so far removed from that. There's no consistency there. I think a lot of the players are a little bit curious about how they are operating as well. They mm. don't seem to be functioning in terms of playing that. That sweeping football that everyone mm-hmm. knew they were about. De Bruyne is on the bench there as yeah, well. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, that was a strange one. And, and and that was the thing. Whenever a City team comes out nowadays, and don't get me wrong, Guardiola's always had this about them, but it seems to be more profound now. Whenever there's a City team announced, people's just like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah. And it seems to be every week. So you can imagine what the players are like when that team's coming out and they're looking at things and... There's no rhythm there, I don't think, in the team because they're not used to playing the same team every single week. There's no you know, format to how they play. I think they're really, really struggling. Mm. Yeah, they are struggling, but they're, you know, they're still in the title race. And actually, if you think about it, if you kind of flip it around, if they're away to Spurs and Arsenal are playing Everton and you say, well, actually, you'll stay within the same gap, you know, they might have actually taken it. Obviously, as the way it goes, Arsenal lose that game. But you're more likely to lose away to Spurs, of course, than you are to lose away from Everton. But, you know, they've got to be careful, Manchester City, because Manchester United are only three points behind them, for crying out loud, in the league. You know, I mean, talk about going for first, you know, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. I mean, it's, Manchester United... It's, it's almost like a flexor, isn't it? They sort of say, no, I can keep Gundogan and De Bruyne on the bench. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not bother playing. And, and, like... and send Cancelo away. <laughs> <laughs> What's it all about? I know what you mean, yeah. But, I mean, it would be quite something if Manchester United finished above them in the league, though. Yeah. After they, you know, they beat Palace two one. Although they will um, be missing uh, Casemiro for a it's little a while. Huge miss as well, isn't it? That was three silly. games. That was silly. Very silly. Yeah. <laughs> Ten Hag said on uh, Casemiro's red card: "When you freeze, Casemiro has crossed the line, but many more players are crossing the line." So when he says freeze, you mean do you mean pause? Pause. I think so. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit like that Bill Hicks um, routine when he talks about the LA riots. It's like if you play the video backwards, yeah, if you do a lot of stuff, like you oh, yeah, should have yeah, been that's... off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabby Agbonlahor claimed that he should have been arrested for that foul. Though. Yeah, he says a lot of stuff, doesn't he? Mm, he yeah, really indeed, does. yeah, yeah. He says, Can you say something like contentious, 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 contentious? And he goes, Yeah, all right then. And he just says something mad, and you're like, oh, That's just too much. Just yeah. really not that bad. Not that bad. Yeah, not incriminating. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for a break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Go around the Premier League and ask all of the Premier League managers, do you play the looky-likey game? And if they give you a boring answer, we'll drive down and we'll slap them with a wet fish. <laughs> <laughs> It is a Midlands accent. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Rabble, everybody. Peter, you got Hello. an email in got your an hand. email from George Else. Who else? Uh, just <laughs> a little story I think you'd uh, enjoy following on from the recent chat about Scarborough Athletic and Flamingoland. The charity I help run play one of our games on a pitch where Hallam FC, who sit 12th in the uh, Northern Counties East Premier Division, currently train. During a post-game pint in the clubhouse afterwards, we overheard a conversation from one of the Hallam FC coaches. It turns out that their striker had received an offer to play for Scarborough a couple of weeks ago, which included a fairly standard 500 a week wage uh, alongside a slightly more interesting added bonus of every Friday and Saturday night uh, he wanted a lodge in Flamingoland <laughs> and free yearly <laughs> VIP passes for him and three others uh, unfortunately though he did have to turn down the offer due to childcare issues yeah well, Flamingoland's think... perfect childcare yeah. isn't it well this is a man Sitting who's in not front of a sea line. the recent change in his life right? <laughs> Oh, maybe I could go to a theme park every weekend. And I'm sure you can do that and raise a kid, right? <laughs> what I like about it, if you go, um, Flamingoland's not what it once was, and it wasn't great to start with. God, that's, that sounds bleak. <laughs> so, so it's got that better. Sounds, but, well, Jesus Christ, well, Flamingoland in decline. The sounds Google, so dystopian. The Google, the Google reviews, because we me and Dave were talking about this before. Dave never went to Flamingoland, but he did go to Beamish. Do you remember like, the wasps at Beamish? Yes. Right. What was, be- the famous what was Beamish? Fam- it's a historical Victorian sort of Yeah, town. like olden days, you go in like see where an old sweet shop looked like. Yeah. And all yeah, and all dentists, yeah, barber surgeon, like yeah. stuff like that. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty good. Mm. But just there's wasps everywhere. And well, similar yeah. vibe, similar <laughs> vibe in Flamingoland from memory. It's the only time I've ever been stung by a wasp. Um, but in the in the Google reviews, <laughs> this is wasps everywhere. In the, honestly, it's mad. In, in the Google reviews. Well, in the old sweet shop, everyone covered themselves in honey, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> just after the yeah. the in, in the reviews, it says in the Google reviews, people often mention, right? Out of all the reviews, 590 people have mentioned the queues, mm. uh, 88 people have mentioned the sea lions. Uh, 59 people are mentioning wasps. Is that right? <laughs> 59 people got too many fucking wasps. Too do many fucking wasps. Well, how do you get rid of them? I don't know. Big don't net. Know. It's just, I, I mean, you could sort it out, I reckon, yeah. eventually. But um, a lot of the other reviews just mention. Uh, one of the reviews says, uh, uh, in general, the place is tired, worn and dirty. We found vomit in the baby helicopter rides. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the, f- the food in the Costa I would not serve to the animals that are here. <laughs> You probably shouldn't. You don't want to be feeding a flamingo a panini. <laughs> Even the wasps wouldn't have that. <laughs> Even uh, the wasps wouldn't take it. I mean, you just flies got... are like I usually just vomit and stamp on, on yeah. this to suck up the food. But uh, I won't even do that. Hosted, a, I say hosted, held a house party, and we later determined that there was a wasp's nest in a wall over the road, or basically backing onto our house, which right. was in some way disturbed. 
basically the party was flooded with wasps. Oh, wow. it, was, it was mental. It was really, really weird. That's one way to get rid of them. Died. Yeah. It was the <laughs> next day. It was just it was just hung over people and dead wasps everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Jim. Oh dear. Well, <clears throat> but you got away with it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Indeed. All right, everybody. Uh, let's go back into uh, the Premier League, shall we? Wolverhampton Wanderers three, Liverpool nil. What a win! For those Wolves, they needed it being down, uh, you know, near the bottom of the table. They move up to 15th, uh, just two points above um, the relegation zone, of course, after that Everton win. But a vital victory uh, for them. Inevitably, David, people will talk about Liverpool in this game. But mm-hmm. we should give credit to Wolves because, you know, they don't score that many goals. and They got three of the buggers. I was going to say lowest scorers in the Premier League before this. Yeah. Three yeah. goals conceded. Um, they took advantage. Uh, everybody knows what Liverpool are like right now. Mm. They're all over the place. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Traore got an assist. Yeah. He did. I mean, <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for him because he seemed to be like really delighted with it. But yet, Neves just run off. And, and I think Traore went over to him and was a bit like, hey, and he I just helped. Got, get out of the way. I scored the goal, <laughs> which was a lovely take, by the way. And Dawson uh, on his debut. I think Dawson was playing on his debut for for Wolves as well. But yeah, I mean, Liverpool 2-0 down after 12 minutes. They're all over the place. They Uh, are. It's, it's, this is, this keeps happening. So you look at the away defeats, it's Brighton, Brentford and Wolves. They've all conceded three Mm -hmm. against. Mm -hmm. Three successful away defeats. Yeah. Then it could be a lot more as well. By the way, yes, <laughs> these games could have been four, well, five, six. The FA Cup, well, I know it was wasn't by three, but but they still lost the game. Um, it, it is a lot is happening at Liverpool. I mean, some Liverpool fans may say, "Oh, well, if you get a few players back from from injury, that that will help." But it's not going to solve this. No, you know, oh, a few more signings because they have made signings, but just a few more that will help. Not going to solve it. There's so much going on at Liverpool. Melissa Reddy has has written a, a very good piece on, on Sky Sports mapping out a lot of it. And she refers to it as the brain drain going on at Liverpool. They've lost very key figures um in very key positions in the in the in the um you know backroom. In the back room, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for, yes. And so much has to change to get Liverpool back to where they were. Yeah. Now, of course, if you've got Klopp as a manager, um you've got you know great support. And you've got these players and whatnot. Yeah, you, you can, you know, next se- okay, dust yourself off and next season get some players back. And you can have a respectable season. But the highs that we've seen at Liverpool in the last few years, so much has to happen to get them back to that. I, I don't think they can really think of it like that, though, because they have to do a regeneration of, they of do. the squad, don't they? So they can't be going, oh, I'm, remember when Mane did this and remember no, but the when point, Salah was doing that. But, it's the, but the point I'm making, Jim, is that if, if if people think that just a few signings and a few people come back from injury will get them back to Champions League oh, yeah. finals no. and all that, it's, it's, it's got to no, be a they, rebuild. Yeah, exactly. They and, need to completely reinvest in the midfield. They well, need the a whole, midfield they, is they a need, big need area. a whole new midfield for me. Yeah. And also, and look, they should definitely keep Klopp. I mean, there's talk, mm. you know, should Klopp, yeah. or should Tugel come in or whatever like that. Klopp should stay, mm. absolutely. I would let him oversee the, the rebuild, of mm. course. I think he's done enough. He's got enough credit in the bank and he's, you know... I think you have to give it to him. But he has to be more ruthless with players. You've got Milner there. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got Henderson. Mm. There's talk of Firmino getting a new contract. So you've got yeah. these players who he's who he's sticking with and it feels like the wrong way. So Mane was allowed to go. He went. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something strange what Klopp's doing, I think, as well. I think he's part of the problem, but I don't think he is the problem. You, mm. you know, I don't think you remove from him. So they've but got those, a lot of work to do. But, but those who worked in, 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 did a lot of recruitment stuff who were... You know the, the the as I say the brains of the operation to use Melissa Reddy's um, terms. 
some of them have gone. You know, I think yeah. Klopp feels a bit exposed at the moment. Yeah, and 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 again, it shows you what a sort of a, a behemoth like club Liverpool are. You've got so many of these things. You know, the the, the idea that you know you have a manager come in and he, he does all the decisions and blah 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 blah. That may still work at certain clubs, but a club like Liverpool, you need so many people, or not so many people. You need a number of people who are all on top of their game, all pulling in the same direction, da 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 And, and they, if you've had changes which have not gone their way in, in, in that club, if people have left and, and whatnot, and it's incredibly difficult. And I said not that long ago on the pod that come the summer, there may be difficult, question, uh, difficult conversations for Klopp and the club. Now, I don't think Klopp will be sacked. I don't mean that. I think there will be difficult conversations to have in, hang on, what is going on here? Yeah. We, need, we need to sort this yeah. out yeah. For, in so many different ways because it is in a very different way to other clubs. This is an endemic problem. And I think if next season it would continue in this vein... You've got to think, well, hang on. what? Because I, yeah, I, I don't think Klopp is the problem. There's That's... so much going on. But inevitably, owners of football clubs, now I know they're trying to sell and da-da-da-da-da, but it, you, you never know what, what could happen. And, well, it, and it could be very upsetting for some of these supporters. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be a big part of it, isn't it? Because and that's Klopp projecting so, into the future. So, so rightly, I've, I've gone a bit beloved. Know, yeah. But it, and it, he, you're right. He does have a lot of credit in the bank. There's a strange situation where when you watch Liverpool, there's, there's no intensity there. Yeah. That's what they're known for. That's what he did so well. And you wonder, are they trying to play a different style? Is he trying to evolve them with the players they have mm. and look towards regenerating and pl- doing something slightly new? Or is it just that this squad can't do it anymore, that the midfield isn't tooled for it, that certain players have aged out of being able to do it? Uh-huh. But also, I think, you know, going back to how much credit Klopp has in the bank, the kind of spikiness in the post-match... Well... I think it's just poor leadership at it this is. point. That was poor, well, yeah, it, it definitely. It really doesn't, yeah, this doesn't help. So yeah, in, in, in the post-match, his actual words were, I have no explanation for you. I'm sorry, it needs to change. These first 15 minutes cannot be allowed. It needs to change. I have no explanation. And I don't know, maybe he's trying to sort of deflect from the, the players' performances by, by heaping that pressure onto himself. But we've seen a lot of this recently and it just, it does look like he doesn't really have a plan he also said the third goal I don't count well it's because ridiculous because yeah. it was the first time they passed the halfway line in the second half it's, I mean, it's so I mean, spoiled it, and petty everybody yeah, else is counting it it just piles up to I mean people already have this view of Klopp now that he very very bitter very very bad loser the nice guy act has completely dropped off from what everybody used to love him yeah. mm. but he said so many ridiculous things I mm. swear he's mentioned the wind before and and, and, yeah. and, and, and just silly and people's going to be like what are you doing, man? And yeah. you know that's why people go, "Oh, he's absolutely lost it." Things like this do not help. But a great win for Wolves, nonetheless. How do you, how do you think Lopetegui's been doing at Wolves, uh, David? I think Lopetegui can sometimes just set his defensive style out too much. It can be a little bit too negative. I think mm-hmm. um, over egg it a little bit when they are moving forward, but. Mm-hmm. Liverpool's style play, really, really played into Wolves' hand here, mm-hmm. and I think this is kind of what Lopetegui wants to execute um, in terms of fast counters. Um, Fullbacks, wingers pushing up extremely high. Mm-hmm. So, and they've added some decent players as well. In yeah. as well, so you, you'd expect them to. I think you'd be looking at them now. He's been in there enough time to really put in what he wants to do. They mm-hmm. should be, I think, having a strong run. You'd be, you'd be surprised if they went down, wouldn't you? I'd be really, really surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good coach. He's got some <clears> flaws, but I think ultimately, I think they should kick on now. This is the sort of yeah. win that spurs you on a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think yeah. So them and Forest are kind of. Picking up some wins. Forest in particular have, have hit a bit of form there, uh, and they are as well. And you look at Leeds, who are dropping like a stone now. Oh, appalling. Uh, you th- we expect an uptick from Everton. Well, we've already seen it. Um, Bournemouth lost five and six. 
and 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 Southampton really really struggling. But another side who who were in there who have lost four in their last six who we really spoken about that much and they're only three points above the relegation going Leicester City and it's just as well that they beat Aston Villa 4-2 because otherwise you know they would be their name would then be attached to all this chat and that's something you don't actually want because that piles the pressure and and so on those fans are acutely aware the Leicester fans are acutely aware of where they are on the table of course but you want to stay out of that chat you want the spotlight off you a little bit I suppose Um, and that win uh, would have done a little bit to do that I mean it was, a, it was a mad old game. It was chances, goals either end, and so on. It was, it was, it was good stuff. Most, of them, most of them in the first half, of course. Um, but as Unai Emery uh, put it simply after the game, we had mistakes today. <laughs> they, yeah, they did. I think there was a lot of individual errors. There was a lot of individual mistakes, absolutely. But I think sometimes, Emery, sometimes Emery's approach doesn't help. He, he's gone with a high line against the counter-attacking team, yeah. um, and it remains an issue for him. But mm. it just always has. I think you know, and I think. Sometimes Emery's system can cause panic in players and then it brings on errors and individual mistakes. We've seen yeah. it at every club he's been at. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Villa have improved under him. There's, there's no oh, doubt absolutely, about it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Immediately, yeah. impressively. Indeed. Positive outweighs the negative massively with him, yes. Totally. Absolutely no chat of relegation or anything like that. They're looking up the table rather than down. Um, I mean, could even finish in the top half, which yeah. seemed very unlikely, of course, not that long ago. Um, I mean, <laughs> you talk about the errors, though. I mean, that first goal for Leicester when Madison... I mean, but we see that a lot now in, in the in the Premier League. I mean, there's nearly a goal like that at Brighton, of course. Yeah. It's a percentages thing. Yeah, it? exactly. It, just, it looks ridiculous when it doesn't come off, but if you hoof the ball all the mm. time, the chances of it just coming straight back to you are higher. What, so did you, what did you think? Long, of may, long may it continue. <laughs> uh, what did you think of James Madison when he scored, immediately cupped both ears in front of that? <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. He absolutely loves it. They have been missing uh, Madison, of course, in, in recent games, although he's been back for a little while now. Um, he Madison himself said uh, after the game, Tete was outstanding. He plays on the right, which is where I've had to play. Interesting choice of words. So it's nice to get some place. Uh, sorry. So it's nice to get some pace out there, which is you know, yeah, very self-effacing. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, Madison doesn't need pace because he just he just shoots from distance and it, it sometimes works out. Um, when he said Tete was outstanding, I thought to myself, "Well, you saw the game on Friday night at Stamford Bridge, didn't you? You know, a great weekend for Tete's, David. You have very to say, so. yeah, absolutely. I was watching. I was watching this game with my Fulham mates, by the way. Is that and it? at the start of the game, I was trying to be like, "Oh yeah, Mudrick, Enzo, Fernandez," and he was like, "Tete is going to be man of the match here." And I tell you what, yeah. he was he was up there. He was excellent. Uh-huh. But Leicester's Tete also interesting one. I mean, Leon's an absolute mess at the moment. I was speaking to Andy Brassel on on the continent last week mm. about this. Leon's in an absolute state. Tete's obviously they've got an opportunity here. I think you know it's just come up. Leicester have taken advantage of it, and he could be this sort of sign and you know reinvigorates them where yeah, others yeah. haven't worked out. I think they, I think what Tete did on his debut was kind of what they maybe wanted a bit more from Dakar, mm. which obviously hasn't worked out. And I think that's part of the reason. And I've said this before: new signings, Rogers. Hasn't really properly integrated, and I think that's been largely. I think that's been a big part of their problems this yeah, season. Indeed, yeah, yeah. We uh, mentioned recently yeah. Kalechi and Acho as well. Yes, yeah, you how did, he's yeah. fallen off, and it, I mean him getting back amongst the goals is really, really important. As well, well, I think it is because Vardy has not been among the goals really this season. Now I understand, you know, age happens to us all. We didn't think it would happen to Vardy, no. but it, but it clearly is. He, he's one of those players. I think there's a, there's a bit of a group there: Soyanku, Tillemans, Vardy. There's a few players there that have just been around and you can see they've yeah. kind of switched off and, and they evidently just need moves and, and Leicester need to move on also because there's still mm. just a few remnants of that previous, you know, that previous era, era that they need to move on from. And I think uh-huh. I think Rogers. it'll be interesting to see whether Rogers does get to oversee it or Leicester do make a change. Well, T. Elements is one who's been linked to Arsenal. For, yeah, I mean, he's going to go. Yeah, he's not going to be part so, of it. For so long. Where, but where would Vardy go? Yeah, this is an interesting Surely one, retire, Costa del Sol, I, he, I think he rep. might retire, yeah. Yeah. 
Can you see him going back down the leagues? No, I, no, no. I, I'd retire if I was him. I I'd would just as retire, well. You know, so, he's got, as I say, Southern Spain handing out little shots outside clubs written all over him. Is he not? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he might have immense legal fees to cover through no fault of his own. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> True. He might well do. Uh, can we talk about Coutinho's disallowed goal from him? We can, as well? we because can. that's what they wanted from him. The fact that it was brilliant and doesn't count. Oh no! Seems to kind of sum up his time at Villa a bit at the moment. He's absolutely gutting, absolutely gutting. It was also a bad weekend for Emmy Martinez. Um, not only yes. was he was he rounded uh, for three of uh, Leicester's four goals, want to be which, rounded once. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, well, that's frustrating for a goalkeeper, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just, just, just take right, the shot, at me. rounding. Yeah, <laughs> shoot at me like a man. Um, yeah, the the International Football Association board announced last week that they're going to ban goalkeepers from distracting penalty takers uh, at uh, at spot kicks. Yeah, I mean, where does this what what are the boundaries of that? Again, David is fuming. Yeah, I, I'm kind of semi-fuming myself. Mm, Let's I, kill everything that's fun about the game. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I mean, you love it, honestly. It, yeah. The highlight of him just putting off penalty air takers is brilliant. It's gamesmanship. Yeah. It's completely legal. It's, it's completely a, normal. It's a pressurised situation. You know, it's like if you take if you stop the goalkeepers doing oh. doing that, it's, there's still loads of pressure. And like, can the goalkeeper not move on his line? Like, at what point does that become him just setting himself and and gamesmanship? Like, it's I think well, it's I think I think the boring. idea that yeah, I mean, the goalkeeper sort of moving along the line as you say, I think it's, it's totally fine. I, I don't think a goalkeeper should, you know if the goalkeeper sort of boots the ball away. But Obviously, like, yeah, that's overstepping the mark. Yeah, but, but how can you ban that? Have we done it? Exactly. Yeah. But even yeah. then, I say that. It's all stepping mark, but is it really? Yeah. I actually like that as well. Uh, you know well I mean? It's just a bunch of nerds bo- boffins somewhere. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just talking heads, we've, trying to yeah. stop everything that's fun. We've had enough of the boffins, have we? Not? The interesting thing will be how will Argentina get around this? Because they'll <laughs> yeah, find oh, a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's it. maybe it brings out their true creativity. They love it. Yeah. Yes. And I love that they love it. Yeah, indeed. Um, yes. Uh, chaps, let's end the show uh, speaking about uh, Southampton, shall we? They were hammered 3-0 at Brentford. I mean, Brentford you know, having a great season as well. I think Brentford and Brighton... Well, Brighton, I don't think it's gone under the radar. I think people are aware, of course, with, with Potter's movement. So, but Brentford, up in seventh. Yeah. Um, a game in hand on, on Tottenham Hotspur. You know, win that. I mean, it's <laughs> so much fun as well, Brentford. They're, so they're, enjoyable to watch. They are. They are. They ooze confidence. Yeah. Uh, and they they play in such an exciting style. And they, as you say, they they're great to watch. And and they can play like that against anyone in the league. They are a real, true unit. Yeah. Everyone knows their jobs. They yeah. don't rely upon any individual. That's mm. why I thought the Ericsson talk in the summer was just ridiculous. They're yeah. like, oh, they've lost Ericsson. They're not going to have enough creativity. They're going to. They're, they're not going to score enough goals. Extremely lazy. Mm. And that's. And if anything, that helped them. You could argue exactly. And there were comments coming from people who hadn't watched Brentford for the past five, six years. Mm. You know what yeah. they were like in the championship and how they replaced. Walk. Everybody said, oh, when Malpe leaves, oh, they're going to suffer. They didn't. When yeah. Watkins leaves, ah, oh, they're going to suffer. Ben Rama leaves, they're going to suffer. They, they never did. Yeah. They it's went probably, again. And true of Dean did. Smith as well. It's a well-run club. Exactly. The well, I think that's it. I think the, 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 the really lovely things about Brentford and Brighton this season are two really well-run clubs. And they are, in Premier League terms, and in, in even in, in historical terms in, in, in football in this country, they are two sort of fairly smaller clubs. Let's be honest. This is absolutely no disrespect. You're actually amplifying the you, that that backs up the great stuff that's happening. You know, both obviously Brentford much more recently, but you know, new stadiums. You know, uh, it's a totally new vibe at the club. I don't know if you call Brighton Stadium new anymore, but you know, you consider it what it was not that long ago, of course. And blah 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 blah. Without boring everybody with that, but seeing these two really well run teams 
who are playing great football, very entertaining as well. And that's it. They're not just sort of shithousing their way up there. And if they were, that's fine. Or it's not just about, oh, you know, be solid and so on. And if they were, that would be absolutely fine. They are playing with great verve and, 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 and excitement. Some, some wonderful players there. And it would be superb if realistically one of them, I mean, both might be a, a, a bit of a stretch, but if one of them could get a European place, actually. I think it would be a just reward for how those clubs are run. Mm-hmm. both on and off the field as well I yeah. think they're a fantastic model I'd even go as far as saying if you look at the way those two clubs are run they should be used as a guide almost for yes. when new owners I think come into the Premier League uh-huh. to say this is how to you know the fit and proper person's test and such oh, yeah. so it's, rigorous it's, isn't it, 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 oh, <laughs> root and branch <laughs> how, do, that, uh, how you know. do you get past it yeah, they should be seen as the model this is how to run the club mm. this is how you should do things your turnover your wages and such yeah. like that this is how you should be done yeah, although though people with, with enormous amounts of cash and egos tend not to learn from uh, good examples from that. But there we are, David. I, I, I sincerely hope that you're right there. But but they were on, uh, they, you know, Southampton were on the receiving again from another great Brentford performance. And it's it's worrying times for Southampton as it, as it has been for most of the season, really. They are bottom of the league. They are uh, a few points uh, adrift mm. from safety. Nathan and, Jones has very quickly stepped up as an intense weirdo, <laughs> isn't he? Like... <laughs> didn't see that coming quite to this degree an intense weirdo is is exactly the description he said um, post-match about his Southampton team I don't see myself in that team at the end of the day I only look at myself and I look at myself in the mirror and I think am I the best I can be to be honest with you I can be better I mean so he's he's, he's, you know that's one of the the more you know uh, palatable quotes that he's yeah I mean one of them it was along the lines of um there are certain people in the village and certain members of the team that I just have to deal with. <laughs> and he started talking about his own XG at Luton, yeah. saying it was among the best in Europe. But apparently he keeps bringing up Luton all the time. Like in any situation, he'll go, oh, well, Luton, I did this. And you can imagine, that it, it, which Southampton player gives a shit about no, that? Yeah, what exactly, do they know yeah. about his experience at Luton? They are wanting to know about him here at Southampton. Yeah. What can you bring to the table In there? the Premier League. And you can clearly see this, those statements are classic ones where you completely drive a wedge between you and the mm. owners, but also you and the players as well. Yeah. And I'd also noticed, by the way, there was a Twitter space last night um, titled, uh, you know, get him out sort of thing. And uh, one of his um, players was in there. Oh, wow. How about that? Mm. Well, you can name the player because oh, that Romeo was... Lavia. There we go. Yeah, who he, yeah. Who he subbed. It's on public display. Who, who he subbed and it caused much to the area of the the Saints fans as well, yeah. and they were saying, "Don't oh, you know what you're doing." So you can clearly, yeah. Well, I mean, with those... I mean, they have seemed they've kind of turned very quickly and understandably, I suppose, given the severity yeah. of the situation. Well, I think they, he was... could, they will go down under this. He um, spent a lot of money pattern. as well. He was up against it from the start, but but he's not doing himself any favors with with comments like that, and that's the kind of thing that angers the owners. So it would be a, a quick sacking if 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 they did get rid of him. But in terms of the league, things aren't improving really. Uh, you would say, I mean, well, they're, they're bottom, so you know it's, it's looking bleak, and 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 those kind of comments, you know. It, could we see yet another roll of the dice for the Southampton owners? I think we, I think Southampton and Leeds, I think, could still make decisions before now and the end of the season. Those are the two I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, it always comes down. Look, it's all yeah. well and good saying get this guy out, but who is available to re- replace these guys? Well, I'll tell you right now. Go on, Alan Pardew. Right? Who has previous at Southampton as well. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes, previous being the operative word. Uh, yeah, he was sacked by Greek side Aris FC. Uh, on, on the weekend after just 21 games in charge so uh, he might not be an ideal candidate Jim but you know with regards to Southampton he knows the yeah. club Alan previous Pardew he's <laughs> parachuting him in do a job 
Oh, Ruffle some feathers. He did get nine wins out of those twenty-one games. You know, Southampton could, could, could do with a few wins themselves. But uh, yeah, that is uh, more than his last three jobs combined. So he's on he's on an upward curve, but he's still got sacked. Um, yeah, good old pards. Well, uh, yeah, I think it'd be unlikely uh, if that was to happen. Um, lads, we end the show uh, with some breaking news that Manchester City have been charged by the Premier League with numerous breaches of uh, financial rules following a four-year investigation. There are over 100 charges and sanctions, which could include points deductions and uh, even expulsion from the league if found guilty. Now, that immediately makes me think a guilty verdict is unlikely, but that's serious stuff, so yeah. we shall have to wait and see. This has just come in, so we you know, everything we've just spoken about is everything we know. But yeah, wow. Well, watch this space, as I'm sure you are. Right, everybody. Kate is back with an episode of The Drop-In with Peter Drury. They're talking about some of those sexy Europeans ahead of the return <laughs> of the Champions League next week, which Peter has captured so many times down the years that is out tomorrow and one of the nicest and loveliest and enthusiastic men you could ever meet Peter Drury so it's well worth getting your ears around um, but there we are thank you for listening to the Football Ramble part of the Acast Creator Network Jim Campbell thank you very much thank you thank you David Cartledge thank you my man and thank you Pete Donaldson Pete had to nip off uh, for the last 15 minutes there which is why he didn't hear his voice uh, and thank you ladies and gentlemen see you tomorrow for the drop in Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.